Hey, this is Buddy, and you're listening to Not Good with Matt Rashavi. Cut. All right, guys, let's get this trash out of here. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the podcast that critics around this great nation of ours are calling, in unison, not as fun as most podcasts. Great. That's perfect. Good review. Uh, But yeah, welcome back to the show. We are recording from Minneapolis, Minnesota this week. So, um, and nothing like waiting to the last minute. I'm recording this the morning of on this fabulous Friday, which is March 4th, is it? March 4th, March already, man, that's crazy. Uh, this is the checking in segment. Um, yeah, so doing this um, this morning and then gonna drop it uh, when you guys get it right now, which is hopefully afternoon or evening. But um, yeah, nothing like uh, nothing like waiting the, wait until the last minute. Um, just got back to Minnesota uh, a few days ago, spent the week but the better part of the week here, good good old Minnesota, and I'm going to be hitting the road again um, shortly. So uh, so yeah, I, I am loving traveling and being able to do that. Uh, that's been fun. And went to this place, can't say where it is yet, but um, on the East Coast. So I've always I've always felt like you know very very strong personalities everywhere, but especially the East Coast. Um, it's easy, I think, to mistake sometimes it as confrontational, um, certain personalities. But um, I was at a uh, small town bar, um, was going to, on the way back here, ended up, uh, the flight got canceled, which is my first cancellation that I've ever um, been a part of. Usually, like, you know, sometimes they'll switch planes and do that stuff if there's a mechanical issue. But this one, there was, uh, it was so bad they had to just cancel the entire flight. Um, I actually was standing by the gate when these two pilots came off and they were like, uh, you know, I don't think they wanted people to hear this, but one pilot was like, yeah, I just don't know how to fix it. (laughs) I was like, all right, that's great. Very comforting. And at that point they hadn't canceled canceled it yet too. So I was like, wait, are they going to just push forward with this? Um, Hopefully not. And then they didn't. So that was perfect. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, so I had a layover in the state and went to a small town bar where like the bartender was super just confrontational to everybody. <laughs> but I thought it was kind of like charming. If you like look at it in a certain way, you know what I mean? As uh, you know, you, you don't take it that seriously. You get offended by it. But I, I could see how some people would. And there was this uh, lady sitting next to me had to have been 85 or older, just total grandma age. And was just <clears throat> so sweet to me, but, uh, I could tell, you know, it was, it was semi-packed, a lot of people in there, but she was, uh, not, not the biggest fan of everybody else. And they weren't the biggest fan of her, um, as well. Cause, uh, she would just call people a-holes <laughs> and I was like, who is this person? And, uh, why is she now everybody's spirit animal? Um, and uh, like the bartender would serve her, and as soon as he would turn around, she would 
raise both hands and give her the double middle finger salute or give him that. Um, and, and yeah, and at one point she like was leaned in, which is great in these COVID times. And was like, uh, um, everyone hears an a-hole, but you're, you're all right. <laughs> Just all right. That's, that's the, the review of the podcast. Just all right. And some people wouldn't even go that far. So plowing ahead, um, let's do, let's see, we, we got a movie review for you later. Uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to wait to drop this podcast and to record it is that I saw the the Batman last night, the Batman of all Batman, but we'll talk about that later in the podcast. That's a tease. Um, but right now, let's get into some TV. So this is some TV of the week that I've been uh, really enjoying, some stuff that just came out. Um, I did dip back into Ozark, um, and so I've watched most of this latest season. Last week, I was doing like an episode at night. It's the first part of a two-part finale season. So it's like six or seven episodes in this run, and then it'll be six or seven more to finally finish her out later in the year, I believe. Um, and my review is Ozark, more like Borzark. <laughs> Get it? Because it's it's boring, boring show. <clears throat> is this mic on? Um, yeah, it's kind of a, it's, it's, I was such a huge fan of this show, and especially the finale from last season was like, whoa, this thing's ramping up. And then we start this one, and it's kind of, I don't know. Maybe it picks up. I have like, I think an episode and a half left, which is kind of, it's a short amount of time to pick up, <laughs> but maybe, who knows, maybe it will. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I was a little disappointed so far on that, but, uh, it's not too late yet. I also started the tourist, which is the new HBO max show starring Jamie Dornan, who you might remember from 50 shades of gray. Um, I never saw those movies or read the books, um, a second time. Just the one, one time. No, no, I never, I haven't seen him at all. But, um, but I've heard that you know he's actually good in them, and he is a good actor, uh, Jamie Dornan, and um, it was great in that show with uh, Scully from uh, X Files. What was that, Jamie Dornan? And it was like a thriller and serial killer. Um, movie that was pretty good but he's got this new one that is the tourist and i've watched one episode of it oh yeah so the show that he was in with jillian anderson was the fall and i can recommend that show too that's pretty pretty kind of tense thriller but the tourist is good i've watched one episode and it's about a guy who gets in a really bad car accident and loses all memory of himself and the episode and the series is him trying to get back those memories of who he was and who he is. Uh, very, very good so far. And there's a, a character that's buried alive right now. And that is one of my big fears. I have a lot of weird, irrational fears. We've talked about this on the podcast. Like when driving, I just stare at the airbag and just assume it's going to 
blow up and, and go off at any moment. Well, this is one of those as well. It's just me waking up and finding out that I'm 10 to 20 feet buried below the, uh, the Earth's surface. So that's frightening. Uh, the Boys Presents Diabolical. This is an animated show, and each episode is done in a different animation style. You know, we've got one like Rick and Morty with Justin Roiland, um, and the first one was a Looney Tunes kind of takeoff. That was written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. A uh, really good show, solid. Um, I've only watched half of it, but they're all, it's like 10 to 15 minute episodes. So I watched that in about 40 minutes, half the show. And it's uh, really good. Highly recommend that. And a good little teaser for the next season of The Boys, which I think is coming out this summer. And I'm very excited for that. Uh, Pam and Tommy, I don't think I've talked about on this podcast yet, but it is a good show to check out. Um, and from what I've heard, you know, I think Tommy has kind of talked, Tommy Lee has talked to the actors of the show and, you know, hasn't fully endorsed it, but I don't think has gone full on against it. Whereas um, Pamela Anderson hasn't, you know, endorsed it in any way. But she is, they also announced this week that she's going to have a Netflix TV show where she's kind of given her side of, of, the, of what happened and just of her life in general. And so that's going to be a Netflix documentary. So there you go. And I finished Reacher. Reacher is solid, solid watch. Eight episodes, Amazon Prime. Uh, check that out. So there you go. That's some good TV that you can check out this week. When you took me, no one told me how different it would be. All right, now moving on to a little bit of entertainment news. This is something on the last episode, I believe it was, the last podcast, it was talking about the revival of Futurama. And I'm, I'm a, I was a big fan of the show. I kind of drifted off and didn't see the lion's share of the episodes, which I do need to get back to. And um, I think they have all of them on Hulu, so I'll check that out and catch up because Hulu is bringing back the show. And I... You know, read this story on the last podcast about how it announced that most of the original cast was coming back. That's your Billy West, your Katie Seagal, uh, Tress McNeil, Maurice LaMarche, Lauren Tom, Phil Lamar, David Herman, but not DiMaggio, who voiced Bender. Uh, that's John DiMaggio. And so, you know, I kind of figured that it would work itself out. Um, but what was a little alarming was the article and story talked about how they were ready to recast that role. And, you know, you see that people do that and voices are very similar to some of the original voices. Um, you've seen it on other shows. And, and like, Family Guy is one that, that jumps out to me. Um, I think the new Cleveland sounds just like, you know, you know what we had heard before. Um, and... Uh, you know, so people were kind of prepared for the fact that he might not be coming back. Well, they did announce this week that um, him and Futurama producers have managed to work things out and that he will be coming back. So he uh, uh, tweeted out, I'm back, baby. He said, so, so grateful for the love and support of fans and colleagues alike during this whole time, including his wife, Kate. And he says he cannot wait to get back to work with his Futurama family. So there you go with that. Um, oh, and I was talking about in the last segment um, about Pam Anderson. So, yes, yeah, so more information on that documentary for Netflix 
She talked about it with a poem that she posted on social media this week uh, that reads, My life, a thousand imperfections, a million misperceptions, wicked, wild, and lost, nothing to live up to. I can only surprise you. Not a victim, but a survivor and alive to tell the real story. Well, there you go with that. Um, Sometimes on the show, I'll do a little humble brags from time to time. And Pam Anderson was on two seasons of Dancing with the Stars uh, while I was working on it. And she is nothing but nice. And I actually met Tommy Lee once, too. Um, And he seemed seemed nice, too. So, yeah, there you go. A little little inside story, not really telling you much. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, she was really cool. And actually... um, I remember she, we had like, a, it was either a lunch before or after one of the rehearsals and uh, with uh, her, me and a bunch of, uh, bunch of producers. And I remember her giving me part of her meal. And so that's cool. Um, thanks for that. Um, and uh, yeah, so that is, so this was about her, you know, Netflix show that's coming up and the documentary has been, in the making for several years and will feature her setting the record straight as she looks back on her professional path and um, personal journey. So there you go. Because a lot of people have been kind of um, publicly going out and saying that the Pam and Tommy show is, and the way they're playing her is kind of a one note and not really giving you the full story of who she is. So there you go. If you want to see that, you can check that out. Um, And also big news, this is one of the biggest stories that uh, I know will set your mind at ease. But Steve Harwell, who left Smash Mouth, he was the lead singer, is a guy who's someone I um, often get called. (laughs) Hey, Smash Mouth. And then I just got to look at him right in the eyes and go, somebody once told me the word. Uh, I think that's all I can sing of that song before I get charged. Uh, but anyway, so he had to leave the band because of some behavior during a performance that went viral on Tic Tac. Tic Tac. <laughs> you can tell I'm really a hip and uh, and and into the uh, current trends. Tic Tac. Um, but uh, they found the new lead singer for the show. Smash Mouth wants to keep going on, so you'll still get all the classic hits at uh, county fairs everywhere. Uh, Zach Gid is his name, and he'll go on to play with Smash Mouth. Um, he's been a front man for divided by zero secret seven and, um, yeah, well, there you go. Those bands. He's now the new front man of smash mouth. We can all rest easy. All right, from there, we'll do some random news of the week. Um, every once in a while, we like to, or every quite a bit of a while, we like to re- report about the Guinness World Records. Well, this week is no different, as in Ontario, Canada, they made Guinness Record news and uh, records as the this movie theater that only seats 13 people was certified by Guinness World Records as the globe's smallest purpose-built cinema. It's called the Little Prince Micro Cinema in Stratford, and it's opened it 
it opened its doors uh, October 2021 and is styled after a miniature Victorian theater. It's got red carpeting, tiered seating, velvet ropes. It's got everything, everything you want. Um, the theater's owner and operator said it was formerly a gallery and a gift shop called Meet Your Maker. And then the micro cinema began as a pull down screen and some folding chairs to just kind of show local artists uh, short films and whatnot. And so they started doing these and it kind of snowballed and they decided to build a permanent theater. And so the, the theater's focus is hosting small parties and private functions um, during this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and the theater was awarded that, you know, the record for the smallest purpose-built cinema when it was officially measured at 175 square feet. So that is a tiny, tiny theater. Um, there you go. I actually want to seek that one out and find that. Um, in, in comment to this, they said, we may be small, but we're having a huge impact with those people who are looking for a safe and unique alternative to traditional movie theaters. So if it's that small, though, I wonder if it's and the capacity is so small, if you can, if it's all evenly spaced out or how they do that. But, uh, yeah, very interesting. That's going to, I'm going to put that on the list of places I got to check out. This is crazy. You hear a story that reaffirms your, you know, sometimes you hear stories that reaffirms your cynical view of people, but this one is one that actually is like, Oh, you know what? People aren't that bad. A man from Honduras lost a wallet that had $4,000 cash in New York times square. So he's in Times Square, loses his wallet full of cash, and it was returned to him with all of its contents intact. I heard that. I was like, what? That's crazy. I feel like that's happened to me, and money has been missing when I got it back. So this is pretty cool. Um, he dropped it and in Times Square, which was obviously packed with tourists, and he was searching for the wallet and approached by two officers who told him it had been turned over by a commuter. So somebody from there um and they say fellow commuter because that was my first question was like ah is it a tourist that did that or is it not that it would matter but you know um but it looks like it was a commuter that did it um and not to besmirch the locals of of new york city there are you know listen the fact that everyone is willing to help out each other is is so huge and that was just so great to see that. Um, and he was grateful for the Waltz return as well. And um, also highlighted that this this shows, he said, that there are still good people in the world. All right, we'll do a quick comic book review. These are some comic books that I've been reading this week. Um, often, you know, when I'm traveling, I don't get a ton of time to read uh, these comic books that I have. I have a pull list, so I get a certain amount of comic books pulled for me every week. And so once I'm actually back in town, then I get time to catch up on what I've been reading. 
And so I'll tell you a little bit of ones that I dove into this past week, but one revisit, and I've talked about this book before. It's six issues. It's called Batman Reptilian, and it's written by Garth Ennis, um, who is is awesome and um, a really good writer. And Liam Sharp is the artist in this one. Um, and let's see here. Yeah, it's six issues, and I think they probably have it all all put together in one you know graphic novel that you can check out too, but I cannot recommend this enough. I was talking about this earlier about how this artist found a way to draw these um, characters that you're so used to seeing in a different way, and that's pretty rare to do, and bizarre story as well. And Garth Ennis, you might know from The Boys, um, which is, you know, we reviewed earlier. Um, so if you're a Garth Ennis fan, definitely check out Batman Reptilian as well. Um, I finally got around to diving into the Valentine's Day issue, Strange Love Adventures, which is eight short stories from DC. And it's got your usual stuff of, you know, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, um, Harley Quinn and the Joker. And, but what was, you know, all these tales of love, it's got the Peacemaker in there, of course. Peacemaker kind of can't get away from <laughs> in comics now. Uh, but, what you also get is this really interesting story written um, about Alfred, and his love story is not about a love interest per se, but it's about his love of helping out the Waynes and devoting his life to being a butler, and uh, very cool, and just caught me off guard, but such a sweet, um, sweet story, so check out that issue just for that one alone. Um, also, I get to check out Batman The Long Halloween Special. Now, Batman The Long Halloween by Joseph Loeb and Tim Sale is a great series. And if you check out, they made a, a part one and part two movies based on the books on HBO Max that are running now. That is really good. Um, highly recommend those. But this is the Halloween special, which takes place after those stories um, and is also about the calendar man and imposters of that villain. Um, are You Afraid of Dark Side? is one that came out during Halloween that's all about the Teen Titans and then they're at a campfire, which is a great plot device. And then they tell these, they take turns telling these stories. Um, and it's a, it's another one shot that's got all these different stories, but I highly recommend those issues this week. And finally, let's get into some movies. We talked about the smallest movie theater, now Guinness Book of World Records, but I didn't go to that. I actually went to um, a couple big ones. I went to the AMC theaters and saw Studio 666, which is the new uh, Foo Fighters movie. Um, such a bizarre movie, and bizarre that that was made. 
you know, that, uh, I mean, I know the Foo Fighters is a huge band, but for them to get this huge movie, huge distribution, um, and it's pretty good. The special effects are awesome. You know, there was one part at the beginning of the movie where it seemed like it was going to be a super low budget. The The premise is that this, the band Foo Fighters move into this mansion in the hills that is, you know, notorious for having had a murder take place there. So they think that that'll kind of spur some creative juices flowing. So they go and they move into this. And there's one scene at the beginning where they had just moved in and they're sitting outside and there's this table and then just three bags of Doritos. And it was like, it looked like they just didn't have the money for a set designer or maybe just not for that day. They didn't have the money for the set designer because it was just, looked like it was so haphazard and just thrown together. Like, let's just put a couple bags of chips on there. People will get the idea. Um, but yeah, I really liked the movie. I thought it was good. It was bizarre and weird, but my complaint on it is that it's being that I'm, I'm a huge horror fan. I kind of thought they could have upped the body count. The violence is over the top and intense, but it's, it's very kind of sporadic and, then the rest of the time you're watching this band try to act, which, you know, no disrespect, acting super tough. I'm not good at it. Uh, but there, and and Dave Grohl is, I think he's definitely going to get more work off of this one. But um, I just felt like some of the other performances are kind of rough. But that's part of its charm, too. And I think this will for sure be a cult classic. Um, so based off of that, I'm going to give it a good. Um, but, uh, but. You know, I think go in there with super low expectations. <laughs> that should be on the uh, that should be on the poster. Go into this movie with low expectations. Um, but yeah, so the other big movie that I saw saw it last night was The Batman, uh, which I've been waiting for for a very long time. And this one I had high expectations, and honestly, it exceeded them. Now I'm. I don't like every DC movie. And I know I always claim about how great DC is on this podcast, but if it's just not good or weirdly paced and all that, like I'll be the first to call that out. And DC hasn't had the you know greatest track record with movies um, or shows. But this one, this one I think hits the mark on a lot of points and is great. In even, you know, I know a lot of the backlash leading up to this was about can Robert Pattinson pull it off? And he is a moodier, emo-y Batman, but it works. And also what I like about this is that, you know, because the whole thing and the, the director said this from the beginning, Matt Reeves, what he wanted to do is he wanted to really showcase this story about the world's greatest detective, which is what Batman has always been known as. Um, and this this definitely delivers that. It is kind of a slow burn, um, slow burn, noirish tale and mystery where he's finding clues and you see him find these clues and put this stuff and put this whole thing together. It's as if it's a Batman, it's Batman meets seven. That's what it feels like to me. Um, very dark, almost kind of horror movie elements. Um, but, uh, super intense. And it's, the the one downfall I think people will have with it is that it's three hours long, but to me it's like it keeps you 
interested the entire way through as they're kind of, he's slowly learning about the case. Um, but it was interesting. I was like, you know, is this something that people, oh, I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, at least I didn't do it directly into the microphone. But um, on the way out of the theater, there was a family in front of me and these kids, young kids, young boys were saying to, to their dad, like, I don't think I'm going to wa- want to watch that one a bunch. Because <laughs> it is, it's like, uh, you know, if it was like 90 minutes nonstop action, I feel like those are the ones you usually gravitate towards. That's kind of light, but this is like dark, intense. Um, it really kind of takes a lot out of you. But that being said, it's really good. So check that out. So yeah, check it out. I give that one a good. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is the podcast for the week. Thanks for checking out another episode of Not Good. If you have any comments or concerns, reach out to notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com, notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. We'll be back in another week, and we'll see you all then. And special thanks, of course, to Nalo and the Unis. And uh, check out new episodes still of uh, Ghost Hunters on Discovery+. Plus. And pretty soon they're going to be airing on Travel Channel on Saturday. So check that out as well. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you in a week. I love you.